0: I'm so glad you asked, because it gives me a chance to tell everyone who's watching or listening, don't ever stay at Bally's Las Vegas. Oh, uh, shots fire. The worst place yeah. in the world to stay, and I'll tell you what happened to me. Uh, I go out one night to play poker, and when I came home, like three, not, e- not even like three or four hours later, it wasn't that long, I come back and my room has been ransacked. Uh, they got my passport, my laptop, uh, everything that wasn't in the safe. So, thankfully... Uh, the the really good stuff like the cash was in the safe but they got everything that i had that wasn't cash um one thing i had was like a $500 bet on the uh minnesota twins to win more than 79 games or whatever that year bets. and and i and i won that bet and later on the the thief actually took the the ticket to the casino and tried to cash my winning ticket <laughs> did they bust him wow. <laughs> they busted his ass. <laughs> <They got her. laughs> entertainment purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies.
1: Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Man, it's already fire on this show, man. A lot of fire. A lot of crossfire going on. Super excited. How's everybody doing?
2: I'm amazing. Um, you know what? I got two days. Um, uh, I'm I'm on the Lucy Gum. So that's and the the lozenges. Two days without a dick stick in my mouth. If you can believe that guy, that sounded weird. Wow.
1: That peaked that peaked young Lil E's
2: attention. I saw him excited behind his by the way. Glasses. Lil' E with his new glasses and his fucking uh visor. I mean, we're coming. This yeah. guy
1: looks like he's calling uh plays on the sidelines, right? Doesn't he? he's like, yeah. God damn it. God damn it, run the play. What's the point? We gotta <laughs> move the I ball.
3: Want to Looks be like Andy an assistant coach for the Seahawks. Uh,
1: Guys, I was in uh, Houston, and gotta be honest, we had a bunch of uh, Cash Daddy fans there. I wanna thank everybody who listened to the show, came out to my Fall hat comedy shows out in Houston. Houston, I love you, you're you a futuristic black women, and God bless you, okay? God How God bless did the conspiracy uh, pitches go? Did you learn? Well, it was great. It was so much fun, dude. Half the room was on mushrooms and they, we just had just random people rushing the stage. It was glorious. Nice. Random people rushing. And if you're in the uh, Southern California area, uh, Chris Neff is going to be joining me in Bakersfield this weekend. You go to samtriplee.com this Saturday night, two shows at the well, go to samtriplee.com for tickets. See me and my good friend, neff
2: there if you want to support the show how are we doing that by the way am i opening for you or are you opening for me or are we going to go back and forth
1: oh it'd be a long night for you but listen to me <laughs>
2: uh <laughs> no dude uh, i mean we can figure it out but I no, I'm, people, totally kidding. People, I'm totally okay. kidding you know Thank me you. i'm just glad to be on the traveling team and get out of the house all right i'm with you bud by I'm the way i am going to bring one cat and one leash and we're taking
1: mm-hmm. my track. oh my god <laughs> And you're driving by yourself. So <laughs> if you also want to support the show, great way to support the show is grab some of our t-shirts at cashdaddies Now, here's what I'd like to do. The you know on Timfo High, I always get listeners submitting t-shirts. Uh, if you have a t-shirt that you would like to submit to us, we uh, would love to see them. And when if we pick it, we'll throw you a hundred bucks. So uh if you oh. have a t-shirt for cash daddies, as long as it's not fully homoerotic a little bit is fine wow. but not 50 per, totally
2: 50 percent, please
1: yeah like let's go japanese porn just pixelate the private parts please i mean okay so if you do just submit it well do we have an email associated with this show yeah cash daddy's
4: pod at gmail.com
1: submit a drawing and uh if we like it we'll use it you get yourself a hundred smackaroos
2: all right guys uh how's your week guys Buddy, while you were gone, I jumped in and bought World uh, Wrestling Entertainment. I am now, like you, I'm a league owner of of a sports affiliation. So I'm proud of that.
1: Oh, you bought into
2: WWE? Fuck yeah, I did. Oh, shit. Yeah, call me uh, uh, Hacksaw Neff Duggan, for Christ's sake. I'm in, (laughs) I'm in. I love it, dude. How much did that cost you? uh i can't even remember i think i'm down three percent since i bought it but it's got it's got some potential i heard from two different sources uh and when they're independent and they line up like this i gotta go with my gut so uh, it'll be a 40 next week what's it at right now
4: Sixty-two fifty-five.
2: yeah buddy we're going to the moon I'm, i agree uh,
1: i i nef i believe in it
2: i believe in it yep
3: the wwe why not why not I mean, it's a good company. Uh, good company. I mean, I mean v- Vince pro McMahon is it? What, go on. Yeah. Vin-
4: Vince McMahon.
1: And let's let's be honest, dude. It's having a big resurgence. People, more and more people are getting back into pro wrestling. It like had a lull. Now it's kind of back, and I I love it. I know, dude. but
3: I would rather buy it at fifty five than sixty. Would you buy it at sixty six? I don't know. I don't even have it up yet. Let
2: me pull it up if you guys are. I really uh, got up to
4: sixty eight fifteen
3: you know dude sometimes you
1: want you know it's like you don't want to chase your heart or your passions but once in a while you, you know flyer. you gotta try it as long as you're not believe and i leave you're looking to invest as like to make money listen there's investment to make money and there's investment to be a part of the action right i mean
3: let's be honest with that well neph you bought it outside your ira correct Oh yeah, I wouldn't put it in my IRA. There you go, man. If if it goes down, he sells it. You can you could use a tax loss because you
2: I bought it. I your... bought it at sixty-four ninety-one.
3: All right. All right. Hey, Neff,
1: I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you.
2: Thanks, man. Also got into GME on that big drop. Uh looking to swing. Uh bought it at 220. I mean, shit, it went down 30%. It was trading at 320 at one point. And um, I'm up five percent on that. I'm loving CLF. Uh, again, another, another another ticker where I get information from two sources I trust, um, balls deep in that. I also in the, own, own that in my IRA, a huge, huge chunk. And then MindMed, I've been telling you guys about this stock for a long, long time. Psilocybin mushroom therapy play, um, eight, up 8% on Friday. Can't complain. I should
1: buy into that, dude. PLIS
2: really... up 12% on Friday. You know, I had a really good week um, and then of course, Howie and I are sitting on this, um, AMC bonfire. We don't know which way it's going to go, but it's going to be exciting regardless. And uh-huh. our Airbnb
3: calls are way up. That jumped quick. Oh,
2: fuck. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Howie and I kept thinking, fuck, we missed our window on AB and we're holding October 15 calls. Um, I, my strikes are 160. I think Howie's are like 160.
3: 155, 150.
2: 160, and I got a 165. Yeah, and I'm up 19% on those, yeah. you know, holding for less than four days. So I like the way that uh, that that's going to play out for a summer reopening play. I believe in Airbnb long term. So, um, yeah, man, I can't really complain. Of course, I my gut tells me we're going to see some serious movement on AMC th- this week. I don't know which direction but I think I think it's gonna be volatile as fuck.
3: Definitely, I agree with you, no doubt.
2: Uh, we also have a big week upcoming, Powell's gonna come out and speak. Uh, I do want to address all this inflation talk because every time I get on the Discord or the Twitter, I, I drop a play, people are like, are you gonna do that with the impending crash coming? And I'm like, timeout guys, you, nobody has the crystal ball. Don't assume that there's a crash coming, okay? So uh, yeah, I am gonna keep making my plays because I don't believe that there's a crash coming uh, in the immediate uh, short term. And here's the problem. You can't time crashes. I see you can't, you can't time crashes. No, here's the thing. And if you time, time the crash, you're going to time getting back in at the right time. It takes two things to make that perfect. It means timing to get it out and and timing to get back in. I don't play that game. So I'm Uh still going to, you know, keep my long-term stuff the way I like it. And I'm still going to keep uh, a certain percentage uh, around to, to, to play with, especially my aggressive call options and my aggressive swing trades. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm curious to hear how he's take on what you think about everybody talking about inflation and what the Fed may or may not do. Um, what is your take?
3: Well, there's no doubt uh, that we do have a little inflation here. Not a lot. It's a little bit right now i mean baby bits are you saying baby inflation it is baby bits of inflation there's hints of inflation because shit we haven't had any in what, what 12 years yeah i mean we've this market's gone straight up we're in right now we're in the fastest rebounding economy that we've had in 40 years that's a fact i mean oh shit
1: Biden.
3: the economy's on fire right now i don't know i i wouldn't say it has anything to do with any political motive it never does dude yet. at the end of the day it never does it never it does. really <laughs> never does No man I've made you, you people made money during the Clinton people made money during Bush. people made money during Obama they made money during Trump. it doesn't the fucking president has very little to do with the overall economy just about nothing. So you take a look we're in a hot economy right now. Stocks are hitting all-time highs. I don't necessarily think we're gonna have a crash. I think we're gonna have a correction. In other words, it may not be till September, October, November, but I do, I said today, I said, don't be surprised if you see this thing regress, retreat 25, 30%. It's, it may not happen overnight, it may happen over a month. And then if that happens, you can put stops in, you can get out of your stocks, ETFs, mutual funds and sit down and if it drops 10, 15%, get back in. Well, so- and how
2: we have this famous saying in the industry,
3: sell in May and go away. We haven't seen that happen yet. Uh, so, yeah, I've never really heard that. I mean, any any big correction I've ever seen since I mean the biggest corrections where I did just... you
1: get that saying from, Neff? Is yeah, that on a that. bathroom stall with yeah,
2: gay bar glory yeah. hole? Yeah.
3: Right next to I, I didn't right say that, the... Neff. I'm not right. I'm
1: not I'm not repeating material, okay? It's literally I like to right, mix it up. right
2: above
3: the hole. No,
2: nope, right where you get the
1: <laughs> toilet paper. That's what I'm talking about. It's okay. right it's right
3: next to that <laughs> statement that says eat the meat. Oh my god. Says, okay. Yeah. Okay. We can't, <laughs> I got to get this, keep this train on the tracks.
1: Uh huh. Well, okay. I just,
3: no, I don't think, I mean, any correction I've ever seen, we had the, you had, you know, 88, you had the big October crash. Uh, 2001, it was in 87, 2001. It was in September. Uh, well, and it started well before that uh, in August, it went right through September, right through October, actually. Um. So the ones that I've seen have, have generally been in the fall. It could be luck. I mean i don't know um it could be total luck uh but the bottom line is we've had a run up over the past 10 11 years we're going to get a correction and you know what it's going to be healthy i I hate when people like, look out for the crash the world's got we've had so many corrections and crashes big deal sometimes you got to have one everybody takes a beating baby just be ready
2: point is you're not going to try and time this put it go into cash and say I'm just going to wait around till this thing crashes.
3: Because you'll miss another 12% run up.
2: Correct. And that's my theory. uh, Exactly. Um, A lot of people talking about hedging right now, going into gold and silver in anticipation of this, maybe even Bitcoin, if you think uh, that's a safe hedge. I am not doing that. Um, If you want my opinion, um, and we're going to talk about this later after we uh, interview Clayton, uh, I say buy property. Um, I'm looking oh, at the Oh, I was numbers. gonna
3: get into that, dude.
2: Yeah, let's get out. Why would it. you
3: buy it? Why would you buy it now? It's
2: the most. I'll expensive tell. I'll, in the world. It. I'll tell you exactly why I do it right now because the interest rates are three percent. Okay? okay. Three. Let me let me keep going. Three years ago, um, when my I bought my Mon, home, man. I was at five uh, percent. I'm now at three percent after two refinances. If you go back to 2008 or 2007, when the housing market was booming and insane, the rates were six percent. Okay. I don't think you can get into too much trouble buying a house right now at 3%. The problem is, can you find one? That's the real question.
3: I, I would not buy, <laughs> I don't see how you would buy right now because some of these properties are 50, 60% over value right now. So why would you- So what's like, the worst case scenario? You get stuck holding the bag and you're paying 3% on that? The worst scenario is you. it might take eight, nine years for that, for that thing to become back to where, what it's worth.
2: Yeah, I guess my point is, if it's a long-term investment and it's something that you're going to live in and enjoy, uh, I think you look at it like the stock market. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And more importantly, I'm locked in. At you're 22. here. You're what? I'm locked in. I'm not going anywhere. I'm living here and I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to be here for 20 years, et cetera. I think the other thing is you can't under uh, you can't undervalue the fact that people are buying houses right now at 28 that's insane. If we but, look at like eighty-two, when it was like the highest it was ever been, people were buying houses at eighteen percent.
3: Yeah, but Chris, I'm not, not many people are buying houses right now because it's just about impossible to buy a house. And that's my it, point. Well, that's my I,
1: point. I, I mean, this is a Cash Daddy's podcast, not Tim Fall Hat, but there's also some trouble with BlackRock coming in and buying up all these houses
3: as well. Yeah, that's that's there's a little. <laughs> There's not a lot of truth to that, man. There isn't. I mean, there's not, there's not. Look, I got letters. I have a property in upstate New York and I got letters last week from three or four different places. Like, Hey, we heard your place is for sale. We'd like to make an offer. It's like, get the fuck out of here. No, I
2: had two more last week. People asking me if I would sell Sam, my- Sam,
3: Sam, it's not just, it's hundreds of different entities trying to buy property right now. And, but the problem is this, you own the place you don't have to sell if you don't want to and i mean and i said yeah let's sell it talk to my dad i said let's sell it tell me want it 1.2 million for it there you go baby damn there you damn. go you know, buy it if you want to
1: new york you're getting
3: 1.2 oh yeah i mean not 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 it depends on where you are if you're in lake georgia saratoga yeah I mean, the property we have isn't quite worth that, you know, probably half that much, but still, look, if someone's gonna make an offer, they're gonna come at you with a cold call or a cold walk wanting to buy your property, go ahead and throw them a figure, baby. Multiply it by two or three. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. And here's my point going back to what I was saying about buying a house. I would tell you this if you had uh, flexibility with your job, your income, uh, how you earn a living, and you're, you can go anywhere and do it, meaning you can work remotely. I would go to wherever the market isn't insanely hot and you can buy a home. That's my point. You can buy a house with a lot of hard effort if you go find the right area. Now, can everybody leave where they're working and go to find another area but to live? Chris, I don't it's, know.
3: It's so hard now because look, I know people in Atlanta and their properties are up 35, 40%. I got a buddy in Boise, Idaho that from, didn't from to, by the way that didn't want to sell his place and guess what he's selling it because the people that made him an up the offer was so beyond insane yeah. he's selling it because he's getting like twice as what he what he wanted yeah, so
2: that if, market's insane right now
3: but it's all over the country it's a lot of different places right it's upstate new york right now certain Sarah, I, I, I'm, blown I, I'm blown away i'm blown away telling you yeah. sam sam property in Cortland has gone through the roof and that is oh. wild right there but it has
2: my point is this, people told me three years ago, why are you buying at the top? Well, guess what? I didn't buy at the top. My
3: house is that's up 35. Yeah,
2: snap, that's my a great is point. My house up 35%. It is, I a good it. Yeah. It is And a good I probably could turn the screws on anybody coming in, go, giving me an offer and say, you know what? You tack on another 10%, we got a deal. The problem I've is- I've
3: never yeah. seen, I've ne- but you know, then you got a problem now, Chris. It's like- Where do okay. you go? Yes, there you yeah. go, baby. What am I
2: going to do? Go get a storage unit and fucking take yeah, my cats in there?
3: No. Get a, get a camper?
2: Yeah. But my point is, if you have money and you've been sitting on it and you've made a good deal on it, especially if you've been in the crypto world and you got in cheap, I say take that money and put it into real estate. Because at these rates, you can afford the long haul when you're paying. I agree, Neff. Thank you. The point is, you're going to pay such a low monthly premium to keep that overhead. I think it's worth it.
3: It depends. But then you got the problem with, you can't even buy a lot. Most of these properties, unless you, you better have a shitload of cash. I'm not talking 20%. I'm I talking don't,
2: 50%. I agree. And you are going to need to have cash to go to the table, but just for a, a perspective, and I don't give a shit. I don't, my, I bought my home for dollars When I bought that house at 5%, my, my, uh, my monthly note was over $4,000. I've refinanced twice since then. And now I'm sitting at 29 and my, my notice 3,000. So the point is I used to pay 4,000 a month for my mortgage. Now I pay three, 3,000 is nothing.
3: And that's a 30 oh, year.
2: That's it is a 30 is year. Nothing. Absolutely. It's nothing. And not only that, no, you know, my house that I bought for, for, I'm getting offers over right now. And I'm not going to fucking sell it
3: No, because in three years, three or three to five years,
1: it'll be near. Uh, dude, so. and trust me. There's a lot of massage parlors by your place too.
2: Oh, you've been. I know. They know they have the fucking triple E special. Uh, yeah, the they two do. for one. I just Which got is my... from
1: behind, right? They just like they 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 have from behind. I just they, got they my. get blue... on all fours and they they, they, they <laughs> I, By call the way, the, I call the this cow. the avatar. The <laughs> avatar. The
3: way, I got my jer- blue chew. I got my blue chew in the mail. I'm coming out this week, baby. By the way, the jerk from behind,
2: I've never been into that. I've never wanted to get on all fours and have a jerk from behind. That doesn't do it for me. Well,
1: you know what? Some people are men. Some people aren't. (laughs) So guys, listen, uh, we got a great show for you. Oh, final thing I want to say, because we're talking about the past week. So, uh, and Neff, I don't want to get into too much specifics. I'd like to give out the information that I'd like to give out, you know, a little bit more, but I don't want to put it all out. There's certain reasons for this. And
2: I'm just giving those numbers because. No, no, no. Listen to me. It's about something I want to say. Okay. And that is. Uh, Neff
1: was nice enough to try to help me try to get into CumRocket. So I, I we went through, he's like Frodo and I'm Bilbo Baggins and we're just heading our way to Mordor. And I put two grand to buy some um, CumRocket in Ethereum. And I had to open up my other thing. Uh, I cannot find where, where Metamask has put that two grand. It still hasn't shown up. I don't wanna get into specifics, Neff, but it still hasn't shown up. And if anyone knows how to contact somebody
2: at MetaMask, to let me know, because I've tried-
4: you, you, You can't contact, I don't think. Yeah,
2: what I think we need to do is get a forensic expert in here. I think if you called Ryan, he would probably be able to walk you through this in 20 minutes. Uh, We do know that you did this. You bought it on crypto.com, you transferred it to trust, and then you took the trust and you transferred it to the MetaMask. It is a little complicated. And of course, we need to set up this uh, BNB smart chain. Once you get there, we did that as well. The point is that money's not lost. It is sitting somewhere in your MetaMask account. And you can't see it. And that's what we need somebody to jump in and help Sam do. Chris, are but- you,
3: sure, you sure you didn't take him to like Leather Mask? You, I mean, for real, like how the fuck what does is, money just disappear? How does what is it just leather disappear? mask? I don't leather know. Is, I'm asking you. Well, are you sure you
2: went?
1: We all learn new things about each one of us every day. Ha, huh, Howie. <laughs> howie
2: Hi. Take me to Leather Mask already. Yeah,
1: take me to Leather Mask, Howie. <laughs> I
2: live in the West Village. It's, what is you you your gimp point? name, you Howie? uh my point <laughs> is um i think the problem is and this is not a knock on you you are so busy um if i sat down in a room with you with your computer i think i could show you where it is and i think it's sitting on the smart chain and we just need to make sure you're not on the ethereum chain on metamask and again this shit is complicated we've talked about this many times but once you have all these tools in place it's going to be easier down the road to buy. A toolbox brother correct and by the way quick aside on comrocket Guess who came out and dropped some heat on cum rocket? Who? Horn Rocket. They're like, guess what? There's there's more cum. we okay. want we're getting all involved right. now. They all put out a blistering okay. attack on Jesus. cum rocket.
1: All like, right. This sock yeah. Go, get, all go right. get
3: that go get that sock that was in your eye and just gently stuff it in your mouth. All
1: right. all right, nephew. you to can, the interview. Ne- what I would like, Neff, uh-huh. is yeah. for you to start a sideshow uh-huh. called Cash uh-huh. Daddies After this Dark. This isn't a sideshow already. You no, know, I, I need a side piece to the side piece. Okay, and you, you just do it's, it's Cash Daddies After Dark, and you can talk about whatever you want with whoever you want, however <laughs> you want to talk about it. And I think that should be some premium content, okay?
3: You can get you can get Jizz Boy seventy two uh, Pumpkin fucker off of the disc. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can go crazy for like thirty minutes talking about inflation and uh, what uh, Dick Dick Bump forty two is going to mess Man sauce. All guys,
1: right. we have a great uh, guest for you. Very excited about it, uh, Howie. We- can you tell us a little about the guest We're about to listen
3: to Yeah, this guy we got coming on right now. He is literally one of the top poker players in not the country, the world. Uh, Clayton Fletcher uh, came in 28th in 2018 at the World Series of Poker. In the main uh, event. You can see him every single year. Just turn it on ESPN, baby. He's on ESPN in every single event, and uh, he's one of so, the big guys am, there.
2: But he's usually streaking, and the security guards are uh, tackling him.
1: All great, right. Great dude, baby. Enjoy the, sh- enjoy the interview.
2: Hey guys, I wanna to talk to you about Felix Grey. Oh, by the way, nice looking glasses, everybody. Mm-hmm. Guys, Felix Grey, they're the blue light glasses that started it all. Uh, okay, five years ago, Felix Grey realized our eyes weren't meant to look at screens all day. That's And that's what we do when we're looking at stocks, right? So more than ever, Americans are spending more time on computers, phones, tablets, gaming, whatever kind of devices oh. they're utilizing. Uh, Felix Gray, these Whoa. lenses literally filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough and rough on the 15. eyes and dis- disrupt your sleep. Uh, as you know, they do mine. So uh, we've got non-prescription and prescription available. I haven't gotten mine yet because mine are prescription. Uh, I actually went with the uh, Faraday panorama. I think Howie's got some Faradays on. Evan, he what are too. you talking over there? I, oh.
4: I have the beautiful Hamiltons
1: in gold. Well, I, I, it's just a game changer uh, yeah. on Lil E. Look at that, really dude. Is. I'll take I'll take
3: investment advice from that guy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Man. Looks well, like he majored in astrophysics. Go on yeah.
2: the website, check them out. Uh, like I said, I can't wait to get mine back because I've been looking for a, a pair of clear ones to rock in addition to my regular black ones. So uh, check out the website. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. There's nothing to lose uh, except strain on your eye. Um, first of all, um, uh, let me get this out of the way. Uh, get yourself a pair of glasses made for the 21st century and designed for modern, hardworking eyes. You literally have nothing to lose except maybe eye strain. Go to felixgrayglasses.com cash for the best it. blue light caches on the market. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y-Glasses.com cash. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, free FelixGrayGlasses.com slash cash. How do you guys like yours, by the way?
1: Felix Gray makes you look like you know what you're doing. All
3: makes right. you look like you know what you're doing. That's a good way to say it, baby. <laughs> I can say forget, non-prescription uh, available as well.
1: All right, super excited to have our next guest on. Uh, why don't
3: you introduce him, Howie? All right, this next guest right now, very good friend of mine, New York City comedian, and he gets pissed because I always bring him on stage His World Series of Poker, professional poker player, Clayton Fletcher. That's an intro. That's that an is, intro.
0: Thank you. How are you guys? Uh,
3: thanks, for well, us, thanks for joining us, Clayton. Yeah, good times. That was right. a kid, man. Usually, when I bring him up on stage, he does get a little uh, tussle because I'm like, "Guys, man, this dude came in 28th uh, two years ago in the World Series of Poker. Uh, give it up for Clayton Fletcher."
0: And he's like, "Yeah, you could tell him I'm a comedian too, man." Yeah, <laughs> that, that was in the main event, Clayton. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like telling a comedy club audience that our next comedian is is really good at something he he won't be doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Intros that's are important. Intros that's how everybody brings me up every
2: time I get on stage, so that like, makes sense. Fair enough.
1: I uh, I once got introduced as a this guy is like a freight train hitting an abortion clinic, please welcome. And I'm like, dude, that's the worst intro I've ever heard in my life. That's pretty bad. I'm,
0: I'm not even sure what that means, to be honest. I don't either, but I know it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, it definitely sucks. <laughs> No, but Clayton,
3: uh, Clayton, I've known Clayton for years, man, because he's he runs this awesome show at Greenwich Village Comedy Club, and uh, shit, he lives right up the street from me, uh, right on the uh, Hudson, and uh, uh, I really started following Clayton a couple years ago, when I just started looking at this World Series of Poker, and I'm watching him go from. 150th. And by the way, there's 10, what? 10,000 people start off in that tournament, Clayton? That year, there was about 8,500, yeah. 8,500. Oh, my
1: God.
3: Yeah. So, Sam, I'm sitting in front of my computer. I'm working, and I see his name pop up, and I'm like, holy shit, look at that. He's in 188th place. That's pretty cool. And it's like, and it shows what you're winning at, this, at that time. And this tournament goes on for, like, two weeks. So yeah. every morning, I get up, and I go to work. I'm, like, excited to see where he is, like, what place he's in. So all of a sudden he's in like one twentieth, and then I'm going to let him tell the rest of the story, but he literally got, I'm going to say at one point either one or two and I'm looking next to his name and it says like $7.3 million. And, and you can tell that story Clayton about how the, the lightning
0: story, cause that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, but, it was pretty amazing. I've played in the uh, world series of poker main event, I think nine times. And two of those nine times I finished in the top 100, which is kind of incredible because they always get about 8,000 players-ish. Yeah, so, and you
1: know what's interesting is like, so you have like sports, like the, let's say basketball, the NBA, that's the top 420 players in the world. But how many people can actually compete with that? You know, like poker and like, I, you know, I come from bowlers, man. My brother used to always say, Bowling is way harder to compete in because you compete, you compete against a way bigger pool of people. Like genetically, anybody could get into bowling, and if they dedicate themselves, could have a shot. You have to have a certain genes to get into the NBA. Same thing with poker. Obviously, you gotta be smart enough, but the pool of players who could actually enter the field is way bigger than people who actually could have a chance. To make the NBA or baseball or any of those things, so to get in the top one hundred of anything like
3: that is truly amazing. He's Clayton's legit when in in you know two thousand eighteen. Um, I mean, if you look his name up, what what's your uh, lifetime winnings? It's over three uh, 350,000
0: Yeah, it's closer to five hundred five hundred thousand right now. Yeah. Yeah, and you play I don't know off if we of- want to put that out, by the way. It's public knowledge. Yeah, I mean, it it, I, oh, I looked no. it
4: up, and it's it's right there. It's the first
2: yeah, thing. Called, it's called from. the Hendon Mob, <laughs> Sam. It's, yeah, it's... Anybody it's, can look. Yeah, gonna yeah get, it is. We're going to get you learned up on some poker today, Sam. So, so I ain't part of no
0: mob, dog.
2: Clayton, uh, did you get your money in good when you went busto?
0: Um, Let's see. On the very last hand, uh, no, I did not. But by then, I was already crippled by another... Uh, tough hand so uh yeah no i didn't i didn't get it in good and like take some kind of bad beat or whatever but you Did know, you know can- I, I don't really play to ladder up like okay so i don't know how many of your listeners are into poker but there's kind of two ways to approach a poker tournament one is to kind of sit back and and see if um hang on a second guys sorry i'm actually you got a big hand right somebody now. just
2: <laughs> pocket aces are you under the gun Plus one
0: yeah, in the no, cutoff absolutely. seat. What
2: are we doing right, here? So, we got so, a live straddle in that game. Yeah. So he knows, he knows a thing or two
0: about poker. Yes. Um, because yeah. I'm a real man. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, um, that's question priced. Right? So uh, my strategy is I try to play to win. So I, I don't, I don't try to just get a slightly bigger prize. You know, the longer you last in the tournament, the prizes go up and up and up. So, you know, at one point uh, the prizes were like at, And, you know, first prize in this tournament was over $8 million. So at that point, I didn't really care much about, you know, trying to win 80,000 when I could actually win enough money to like literally change my life forever. So that's just kind of my approach to the game. So as a result, I take a few more chances than maybe some of the other players do. And, you know, I mentioned the two times I cashed in the, in the main event, there all the other seven other times I played, I didn't cash at all. So to cash in that tournament, you have to finish in the top 15%. So, right. you know, all I had to do is finish like in the top 1200 players. And I've only ever done that twice of the nine times I played, but the, 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 two times I did, I was actually in the top 100 players and one time in the top 30. So it's, it's, a it's because of my playing style is I always go for it. So I'm either going to do really, really well. I'm going to be gone by day three.
2: Yeah, and just to reiterate for our listeners, the main event buy-in is still $10,000. That's you right. You could satellite your way in. And what I wanted to ask you about is all the staking that's going on in uh, tournament play right now. Are you involved in staking? And can you explain to our readers exactly what that means?
0: Okay, so staking, there's a couple ways that works. Um, if you want to stake somebody, you could basically say, hey, Howie, how about I give you $10,000 to play in the main event? Um, because obviously I don't know how bad you are at poker. So here's 3000 yeah, And by the way, we're never happening.
2: giving him money to play. If anybody goes, it's me.
3: <laughs> and so, You and would probably so, tell I'd be bluffing like the second. you yeah, I got to tell cards.
0: Right. First hand, all in. That's all how we all great. in
1: every time. I got a
0: pair. Yeah. And so the deal would be, he has to give me a percentage of the winnings. Um, it might be 50%. It might be 60%. It's whatever Howie and I agree to. Um, And if he loses, it's on me. He doesn't owe me the money. So that's what a staking arrangement is. Sometimes players will do something we call a swap, which is I know another player in the tournament is pretty good. He knows I'm pretty good. And we're going to make a deal that if either of us wins, the other one will collect 5%, 10% of that player's winnings. So it's kind of a way to reduce your variance because it's, I mean, even though I've had some success in the World Series, I can tell you guys that the main event is, Uh, it's a (laughs) crapshoot to some degree. I mean, skill plays a big role, but on any given Sunday. Look at
2: Darvin Moon, you know, from like, what, 10 years ago. That guy sat down at a table and had a horseshoe up his ass every time, you know, he flopped the set every other hand. It can happen. I've seen it happen.
0: So if somebody's going to have that kind of luck, you have no chance to beat them, Yeah, right? Well, speaking of crapshoot, let's just stick with 2018
3: because personally watching that thing, was one of the most you want to talk about a conspiracy theory, uh Sam. Here's here's Clayton. Clayton makes a good run on like a Wednesday, and I don't know, he's got a couple hundred thousand dollars in chips. And then he started, he just went on a bad streak. He lost like five or six hands in a row. It's late at night, and I'm looking at his stack, and he's down. I want to say Clayton, you were down to like what, seven, eight thousand, or was it seventy thousand? It was low. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't remember, but it was low, yeah.
3: He's getting his ass kicked, Sam. So listen to what happens. He's getting crushed, and all of a sudden, my screen goes blank. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Well, what happened was the casino got hit by lightning. And all of a sudden, everything just stopped. They couldn't continue until the next morning. So Clayton went home and regrouped and came out of the shoot next day and literally went to, like, first place.
0: Whoa. That is a true story. You're the, like uh, the natural. Oh, no, yeah. Was crazy. Lightning hit the baseball bat. Yeah. Wonder yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, things were, the momentum was not on my side that day. I mean, I was keeping my cool. It's really important when you're playing poker, like you can't lose your cool. But, you know, just, I was pretty frustrated and uh, I was pretty much ready for that day to be over. And yeah, like how he says, there was a, a thunderstorm, a lightning storm and actually hit the Rio. We lost power. So all the lights went out in the casino and none of the players moved, but they, you know, they announced like, we're going to stop dealing until we can get the lights back on. And, you know, when the lights go out, the air conditioner goes out too. So that was probably more crucial because we're in Vegas in July. So (laughs) you don't want to lose the air conditioning. (laughs) Um, But yeah, obviously you can't play without lights. And so after like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of trying to get it working again, they just said, you know what? Everybody go home. We'll just, we'll pick up tomorrow. And yeah, sure enough, the next day uh, luck had uh, changed a lot. So uh, yeah. You got rolling the next, rolling. Yeah, just, the next every day. Hand. Yeah.
3: Do you think crazy. that was, do you think that literally helped you as far as stopping that losing? You got to go home and just, you know, gather your thoughts. You think that was a help?
0: Yeah. I mean, I like to think that I can play my best even when I'm running at my worst, but you know, we're all only human and, you know, getting a few hours sleep and then coming back fresh the next day was was definitely good for me and likewise the guys that were like having a great day were probably sad it was over i know there's yeah. some days when it feels yeah. like you can do no wrong and you just don't want those days to end ever you, question for that, you uh, go ahead howie
3: that tournament uh you know he came in 28th place overall and took home a check for 230k that's yeah a, that's got to um,
2: be a great feeling
0: yeah uh, you would think that it would be a great feeling but there's a small part of you that's actually disappointed you know, even, even when you win some huge, ridiculous six-figure sum of money, if you didn't get the top prize and you're not the, the main event champion when you've come that close twice, yeah. uh, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, guys. I was 95% thrilled, you know, but yeah. there's 5% of me that was like, man, if only I could have beaten 27 more players.
3: Yeah.
0: How I many of you
2: like, might guys, How many of these guys that we see on TV – The big, big guys, like the Mattisows, the Phil Hellmuse, the Ivies, how many of these guys are literally busto and just playing on buying credit stake game?
0: Well, there are definitely a lot of players out there that, you know, get to play on TV all the time on other people's money. Mm -hmm. So some of them are real open about it. Like there's this guy called Jean-Robert Belland. Or very well, we call him J.R.B. Uh, He's, he's got a big personality. I think he was even on like a reality game show or something for a while. So he's like known in poker as like being this guy that's always out of money, but he's so well-liked among rich people. They just keep buying him into tournaments and letting him play on TV and everything.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I'm talking like the Dan Bilzerians of the world that are just like loaded living on yachts. Isn't he in trouble now?
0: Like, didn't he
1: lose a lot of his money?
2: That's what I'm asking Are these guys legit or are they just degenerates with so much money that they really don't give a fuck?
0: Oh, Dan Bilzerian is a terrible poker player. Yeah, he's not in your category. Hell yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. He's a terrible poker player. He's yeah. just a rich guy with an Instagram that plays poker. But yeah. you know, he's, he's certainly not um, in the category of like what we would consider professional. There's something you always want if you're in a cash game, especially as a wealthy amateur and that's that's where Dan goes in. He's definitely got a lot of money, but he didn't get it. He didn't get most of it from poker, believe me. Yeah,
4: yeah he claims he made 50 million playing poker.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's great marketing for him. <laughs> you know, good for you, Dan. Clayton, <laughs> I'm Clay, gonna, I'm Clay not gonna would tell love, anybody.
3: Clayton would love to sit on with him and play a few hands. He's more
0: than welcome in my game anytime.
3: <laughs> oh no, Clayton, what about playing with uh you've played with Dennis Miller a few times? How's that?
0: Yeah, uh Dennis Miller is a you know good guy, good poker player. He is a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dennis Miller a lot. You know, you go out to LA and they, they have these like wild home games. Oh yeah. You can end up playing with God knows who in those games. It's sometimes they're just, you know, they, they kind of get out of control because people have like so much money. They don't even know what to do with it. And then, you he's, know, the alcohol is flowing. It's a pretty good situation.
2: He's not lying. He's no. not lying. I got in a home game with the kid that uh, played the kid in Kramer versus Kramer. And yeah. I tossed him and he threw a big fit and just screamed, I've got more money than all of you and just walked out. <laughs> when you, you know, say that, did you, that, did just you know,
1: you, uh, you probably at that moment have the little stick in the room by far. Like oh, that's okay. like when people go, do you know who I am? I go, if you have to ask me that, it's pretty obvious. I don't know who you are. Like I remember one time, Mark Wahlberg's fat cousin came was giving everybody shit at the hotel I was working at. And he's like, do you know who I am? I go, no, who are you? He goes, yeah, I'm Mark Wahlberg's fr- cousin. I go, I know who Mark Wahlberg is. Who are you, you fat fuck, right? And I was like, he got so bad. I didn't put up with shit. It's um,
2: it, in, a, in LA, they're everywhere. I mean, I, I play at Hollywood Park a lot and Norm McDonald plays in the 100. He'll play in the one-two game for hours. You know, Lou Diamond Phillips pops into that game a lot, and then you know, I, it's the countless oh, yeah. celebrities I played in the underground games. In There's LA. a lot
1: of comedians with crippling gambling problems. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> huge <laughs> names that you would you would
1: guess and never guess. And I'm not here to give out anybody's secrets, but I, I want to ask a question. And by the way, my Dennis Miller story is: I was working at PF Chang's in Vegas, and I was had like the biggest thing of plates, man. Like I could I couldn't get this door open. And it's the littlest thing, but this dude got up from his seat. And this was at the height of his power too. Like this was like the early 90s. So it was just after Saturday night live after he was on Saturday night live, but he got up, he walked over and he held the door open for me. So I could come in and do my, my, um, get my, you know, glasses in. So I could, I was cleaning my section. And I always said, man, it's like how you treat the little people shows how much class you have. And I, I like, even when he went kind of super to the right, I always said, dude, the guy's a good guy. And I know 9-11 really affected him. So I, I, I you know, that one little instance, I always defend uh, him as a, a really
0: good dude. That story doesn't surprise me at all. He's a great guy.
3: Well, He gives millions and millions of dollars to like the special ed foundation. So I'm sure when he saw you, he was like, I got to get in there and help out in the physical <laughs> physical situation. I'm sure that's exactly what it was. Sam. Oh, this place Dude, is great. Hi- hires <laughs> the
1: downs. Is that what you're saying? Well, oh you can God.
3: do it. You can do it, Sam.
0: <laughs> hey, Clayton, do you play cash games as well? Yeah, Please. I play cash games. Um, you know, I, I specialize in tournaments, but uh, definitely. Enjoy a good, juicy cash game once in a while. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little distracted. I'm kind of in the middle of a big hand right now. As we're- <laughs> oh, no. that's Don't worry you're about it. You're not a
1: degenerate. You're not <laughs> at all. You're <laughs> doing <laughs> a <laughs> shit, major podcast, and you're like, and I'm going to play some games. You're <laughs> like <laughs> that just, dude. Clayton, <laughs> just so we know. You're like the guy <laughs> from CNN who got busted jerking off on a Zoom. It's like, are you in a Zoom meeting? Clayton, are Clayton, you jerking uh, off the
2: porn? Clayton, how much are you sitting with uh, at the table right now?
0: So I'm playing in a tournament right now. It was a uh, $630 buy-in, and we have uh, 49 players left. And I'm in 10th place at the moment. First, what do you prize, need help? And This one is gonna be. Let's see. What do you need help with? <laughs> I'll uh, shut you off. So we
3: nothing, Howie. If yeah, you we got know. two. If you got twos against a six, I'd split
0: them. I don't even know how to count cards, Howie. That's what you can help me with. Okay, so should we wait till you do your yeah, I mean, are you are you? You want like us a, to no, pause this thing for you? No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just uh I don't know. Are you in for your tournament listen. life? I don't know how many people listen to this and how many people watch it on dude, YouTube. Literally boy. tens well, of people. Can you tell
2: us what you're holding so we can play it. go play all along? in? Just go all in. Go just all in, in
1: dude. Go this go is all in. A, this is investment. going be a good podcast, and so we're telling you to
2: invest oh, in you. Clayton, all Clayton in. Clayton under the gun with a pocket of snowmen facing a three X from the big blind.
0: This is That's impressive.
2: Oh, Clayton, oh, I've, been, I've been playing since 2003. I got in super junked early. And uh, I, I, I will share my bad beat of, of all time story. I, I flop quads and lost in, uh, in, a, in a, a satellite to the main event in the LAPC. So I don't think you can do any worse than that in life.
1: Is that when you flop a quad? Is that where like you dress up like a woman and your
0: dick fucking pops out? <laughs> is that what flopping a no, Flopping is? a quad is when you're at the gym and you pull your uh, thigh muscle. Oh, yeah, that's God. exactly. He pulls
3: uh, usually, usually, usually Chris pulls both thigh muscle muscles on the weekend when he's with Mary Jane. The uh, it's always Mary training.
2: Jane. If it's not transitioning, it's Mary Jane around here. Clayton, yeah, you, know. you
1: had to go do what Works. Listen, I want to get into this real Clayton.
2: Oh, where Clayton, are you still in a hand?
0: No, no, we're good. We're good. Okay, Clayton, are you still alive how in
1: how the, the
2: tournament?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm up there.
1: Okay, Clayton. Uh, my question is, where does this journey start? And then I want to get into if our listeners, our readers, want to start trying to do this, what are some suggestions you could give them?
0: Okay, so where it started for me is definitely not where it started for most people. Uh, I have two brothers, and my mother was a professional poker player. Oh, used snaps. to sit around the kitchen table into it. and play seven-card stud. And what's really crazy about this like life that I had as a child. Is I, I would gamble my allowance with my brothers and my mom, who would never let us win. By the way, and, and the meanwhile downstairs, my father was a professional bass player, so we had jazz music downstairs and poker upstairs. And, uh, Your we got three parents boys are cooler than mine. Awesome. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, um, but yeah, that's where it started. And and you know, after the game, a lot of times we would all discuss strategies and stuff like well the reason why you lost that hand was because you did this when you should have done that or you were waiting for the ace of clubs but you forgot that your brother already folded it on fourth street and you know stuff like that so we kind of have uh you know I just come from a a poker family um i also have an uncle james fletcher who uh has a hendon mob too um and what's impressive about him is he he doesn't have a lot of money like every big tournament he ever played in he's satellite into for like a hundred dollars he got to play in like a $10,000 event at the Borgata a few years ago. I ended up cashing in the damn thing. He got in for like a hundred bucks.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So you come from a long lineage of. Uh, yeah. How
2: many yeah. of your family members have attended a uh, gamblers anonymous meeting?
0: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> they, they win, man. I don't know. It's anonymous. So I don't, I don't really know. <laughs>
2: they win. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, living in new york obviously you don't have the access to like we do out here you know with commerce and hp and hustler where do you play in underground games in new york
0: yeah have i have got played to play? in some i have i have played in a few and uh for anyone who hasn't they are very very much like the movie rounders
3: mm-hmm. uh, like the
0: chesterfield yeah i mean it's that's that's based on the mayfair club like uh Have you ever been
3: to Chinatown, Clayton, and you've knocked on those hard doors and gone down a few flights? And I mean,
0: yeah. How are we getting all Michael Clayton on us? I like it. No, for sure. I have. I've been to Chinatown. I've been to, um, I've gone as far as to like Staten Island for underground home games and things like that. Jesus. Uh, You know, there was a time when uh, I was just getting my comedy career started and I was basically living off of my poker income uh, during those years. And so that was, uh, you know, that, that's all I was doing. And, and I didn't want to leave the city because I wanted to be able to, like, you know, do comedy and go to auditions and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was like, I would be out all night sometimes playing poker.
2: Clayton, I have to ask this question. Have you ever caught a hanger, Sarge? <laughs>
0: no, I, I've never seen anyone cheating. Okay. Uh, so or no face cheat stealing? Me. Yeah, if, if anybody's ever cheated me, I, I didn't know about it. So okay. no um, point shaving, anything like that. Nothing like that. No, there was <laughs> one time though I was in Australia, I was playing in the Aussie millions, and uh the dealer noticed that somebody was marking the cards. And she told everyone, you know, someone's marking the cards. Please be careful how you hold the cards. I don't know if you're doing it on purpose, but these cards are definitely getting marked. And she mentioned it, and then a few hands later she saw another card. That had been marked and she called the uh, supervisor and then they start they had three men in suit and ties, watching our table, trying to figure out who was trying to cheat the game. Which I just don't think that would happen in Atlantic city because you're not playing against the casino you're playing against each other. Yeah. I felt really protected at that casino because they obviously cared about the integrity of the game and not just, you know, making sure that they got there. Cut of yeah. the money.
2: You know what uh, I hate when cool. I'm at a, at a table is somebody yeah. uh, pulls a card and they're like, "This card's marked." And I'm like, "No shit, asshole! I've been tracking it for two fucking hours. Thanks for fucking everything up." <laughs> because I have been in those situations where you get just a tiny little piece of black uh, on the corner, and I've been able to know, like, "Oh, that that just happens to be the ace of hearts," and been able to know in certain situations that he's got that card for at least two hours, and it maybe only come up once or twice in those two hours, but I knew that. And uh, it's one of those things, man, there are really astute players out there that see everything. And you have to be one of those players if you want to win in the, in the long run, uh, because there's so much collusion involved in cash games. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know at the tournament level what it's like these days, but, you know, half the time you sit down in a card room in L.A., you're sitting against team players, you know. Uh, so it's something you definitely want to watch out for. What's the dirtiest game you've ever played in?
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would have to say that one, that one in Australia. But going back to your point about you know seeing a card that's marked and not telling everybody, um, in the high stakes world, we would feel obligated to if you noticed a mark on any of the cards. We would feel obligated to to say something right away. Not me though. I'm a piece yeah.
2: of
3: shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You're, he's not used to playing with like the local 54 Boy Scout troop.
2: Hey, you haven't you played. Know. Hey, maybe you haven't been to HP and played with the scumbags in Inglewood because yeah. I guarantee you they're not going to point yeah. it out
1: for me. Everybody at like the LA casinos all look like the chefs at Asian restaurants that get D's by the health department. Have you ever noticed They all look like part of every cast member from big trouble, little China, just shady
2: as fuck. Here's how shady HP is. I walk into HP before COVID. I'm like, can I get the menu? And you know, they, they give you the menu and sometimes they have the one sheet in there. They hand me the one sheet and I go, no, no, I want the whole thing. And I, they go, we don't have a, a whole menu anymore. And I go, why? And he goes, well, the chef and two of his two chefs were murdered last week. So uh, we haven't got around to uh, getting you all a new menu yet. I mean, yeah. there are so many people that have been stabbed or shot in that parking lot well, over the years. If anyone so, doesn't
0: know HP is Hollywood park. It's uh, it's in LA and it's, it's not in the best neighborhood. No. Let's just say South Central racist. Los Angeles. <laughs> no, it's cleaned wrong, it up. It's
3: the last time I was there, I was like, Holy shit. Like, uh, yeah. It's the only place where you got to pay like $10 for every hand of blackjack that they deal. Howie doesn't
2: understand how it works here. You know, how we have banks here that, that take a dollar a drop. Uh, yeah, for not on the, blackjack. The, no, Jeez. all the table games. They take, they take it a little bit, Howie. Well, Clayton, so Howie's sitting there yelling and screaming saying, you're going to take a dollar every time I play a hand of blackjack. And apparently they throw them out.
3: You yeah. Know? You got tossed me. Well, Clayton, you said you felt safe in that Australian casino. Tell us a little about that uh, little casino in Vegas where you didn't feel so safe and you had that little situation happen to you. That was beautiful.
0: I'm so glad you asked because it gives me a chance to tell everyone who's watching or listening, don't ever stay at Bally's Las Vegas. Oh, uh, shots fire! The worst place in the world to stay. And I'll tell you what happened to me. Uh, I go out one night to play poker. And when I came home, like three, not, not even like three or four hours later, it wasn't that long. I come back and my room has been ransacked. Uh, they got my passport, my laptop, uh, everything that wasn't in the safe. So thankfully, uh, the, the really good stuff, like the cash was in the safe, but they got everything that I had that wasn't cash. Um, one thing I had was like a $500 bet on the uh, Minnesota Twins to win more than 79 games or whatever you that year. Bets. And, and, I, and I won that bet. And later on, the, the thief actually took the, the ticket to the casino and tried to cash my winning ticket. <laughs> Did they bust him? Yeah. They busted his ass?
2: Yeah, they got that what is next level fuck. scumbaggery, right? You there. know,
1: dude, this is what upsets me about that because this is a big issue right now. Uh, hotels are trying to get out of actually having to be responsible for that.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's what, what upsets me. me. Also, <laughs> yeah.
1: with, uh, you know, Oh, if I valet park your car, and you know you're in our parking lot. Somebody can come and steal, and we don't—we're not held responsible. I'm like, how's that like at all ethical at all? Like that's oh, why I'm giving
2: it, you my car. It's care of that, it. After the Vegas shooter, you can't just lock your door, put a do not disturb sign on. They will come in after 12 hours and do quote welfare checks to make sure you're not, you know, taking aim at anybody well they not-
1: they start they were doing that i am mean, be before that dude because like i used to work in a hotel and this one dude had do not disturb on for like two weeks he completely <laughs> dismantled the entire thing like he went on a rock meth bench <laughs> and he just dismantled everything they're like okay new rule new rule and they're afraid you might kill a hooker his name uh, was chris neff
2: <laughs> <laughs> my dark places
1: my
0: dark places. Oh, um, and- Hotels don't stay are at bad. At Bally's. If you go to Vegas, do not stay at Bally's. They did nothing for me. You know, I lost like probably, I don't know, six, $7,000 worth of cash and prizes, just prizes. And, <laughs> uh, and you know, they didn't care at all. Uh, they, they wouldn't even call the police for me. They said, if I wanted the police, I was going to have to call them myself. They wouldn't even let me switch my rooms. That's how little they cared. So I had to spend another night in that room that had been robbed.
2: Wow
0: that's, yeah. that's insane.
1: Vegas has a lot of problems right now. One thing the big problem with Vegas is that too many banks and corporations have taken over you know it's kind of like music and Hollywood you know everybody says it was better when it was ran by the mob, right They're right like there, there was there was like some ethnic I mean you could say whatever you want about the mob they they treated people with respect as long as you respected them they would respect you and
2: there's a lot people- of fucking holes in that desert.
1: Why'd you comedy? talk that out of the side of your mouth, by the way? Because like, that's you know, how he does or, in the fucking movie. There's a lot of holes in that fucking desert. Ace. All right. Hey, we got fucking uh, bell palsy. That was over Joe here. Pesci,
2: just so you know, from casino, if you're okay, attention.
1: Okay. I thought you were stroke face from that no. one movie. Um, But, you know, they've completely changed everything. And like, now let's say you go to Vegas, right? You, you, you rent a hotel room. You got a $20, 25 dollars resort fee not just one time either every day you stay there is a 25 dollar uh resort fee and then some of the mgms they want to charge you for parking when you're staying there and that's ultimately they're going to blame everything on why vegas dies it will always be that the banks got too fucking greedy and what's going to happen just like in baseball You know, all of these corporations try to buy sports teams and they try to do the whole thing, which is cut down on labor, which is talent, not pay for anything and just watch it implode. And that is exactly, you know, Vegas is entertainment, whether you're gambling, whether you're you're watching the show, it's entertainment. And if you don't take care of entertainment, entertainment goes elsewhere and you're stuck with fucking you know, karaoke night every night. Don't get me wrong. I like karaoke. Uh, A good friend of mine runs a great karaoke Mm -hmm. show in Miami, but uh, I mean, all the talent goes. And then it's like, why are you going to stay in Vegas? Why are you going to go to Vegas? If you can go to a a, a fucking Indian casino near you, that is almost up to par with these Vegas casinos now. What's your go-to
0: karaoke song? That's what I want to know. What's that? Wait, what's what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, dude, uh, I am I have a couple of them.
1: But, man, I'm really starting to get into Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive right now. Yes. Mine's Torn.
2: You? Mine's Torn from Natalie and Brulia
3: I bet you do Here a great is. job
0: on that one. Your yeah. vagina is torn.
1: Well, when uh. I do the goddamn comedy jam, I like to do songs to get everybody just nuts. So I did Rage Against Machine, Killing in the Name of. But I think I might do it. I'm going to do a tool on the next one, Opiate. And then maybe even a nine inch nails. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Wait, the what's choices. the
2: biggest? What's the biggest heater you've ever been on? Why don't you uh, tell us your biggest hand, biggest.
1: I'll tell uh, you. Okay. One penny. time.
0: No. Okay. So, um, one time I went through a streak of 36 tournaments in a row where I didn't even cash. So I just flat out lost 36 buy-ins in a row and I was getting frustrated, but I just, you know, I, I said, I think I'm playing well but it just seems like when I get into the big spot with the big coin flip or whatever, something bad happens. Well, after that streak of 36, I made three consecutive final tables and finished second, first, and first. So so won what? Back the money I had lost on that bad streak and a lot. Wow. More.
3: Like comedy, oh. man. It's like Greenwich village. I had a streak of 34 nights like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, When you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. And yeah. when, when you're not, it can be brutal sometimes, <laughs> you know, just, and every, everybody, everybody who's been in the game long enough, We all have stories like that. You know, a lot of players I know that are millionaires now have been broke multiple times in the past. How about COVID
2: affecting the World Series last year and then this year, are you gonna go out? How many events are you gonna play in?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I plan to play a full schedule. Um, They've moved the World Series. It's not in the summer this year. It's the first time uh, in a long time. It hasn't been in the middle of the summer. Uh, It's actually gonna be mostly October and then part of November. Uh, They haven't actually announced what the tournaments are going to be, but I'm hoping they use the schedule that they were planning for last year because that schedule looked great to me. Uh, By schedule, I mean like what what the buy-ins are going to be, what the gimmicks are. You know, they try to make some of the events cuter and stuff like that. So there's one I really, really want to play. It's called the uh, Mystery Bounty. So when you bust somebody, you win some amount of money but you don't know until after the tournament how much you want, which I love. Oh, I is know. that let's make a deal almost? <laughs> it's kind of, no, it's random. It's just, it's just, you don't know until afterwards what you What if a goat want. comes
3: out? You're like, fuck.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, door number two.
3: That's like, that's uh, like, ne- like Neff going into a glory hole chamber. You never know. <laughs>
2: oh, they're chambers? <laughs> like you would know what they're actually called. I like to uh, use that uh, word. <laughs> Clayton, do you play mixed games at all? Do you play PLO? Do you play stud? Do you play Raz? You yeah, know? I mean,
0: like I mentioned, I, I grew up on seven card stud. I don't really play a, a ton of it, but during the World Series, there's a lot of really good uh, mixed games. And, you know, if I'm, especially if I'm what we call bracelet hunting, I don't have a championship bracelet yet. My chances of winning one are way better in a game like Omaha or stud than they are in Texas Hold'em. The reason is simple so many more players know how to play Hold'em. So yeah. any Texas Hold'em event is going to have a lot more players buying in than, than these other games that aren't as familiar to most players. Yeah, I so, don't play yeah. Hold'em
2: anymore uh, because my theory is everybody knows how to play a little bit, and I would rather play a game that people do not understand, like PLO, PLO8, um, you know, uh, more of the mixed games where you, I feel like I have a stronger edge just because the learning curve is so steep in those games.
0: Totally. So, that, so for anyone who doesn't know, PLO stands for Pot Limit Omaha. So it's a variation. If you've ever seen poker on TV, you probably saw Texas Hold'em where everybody gets two cards in Omaha, you get four cards and you have to pick two of them to use to make your winning hand. So otherwise it's mostly the same, some little things with the betting and stuff, but yeah, yeah it's basically the same game except that you get four cards instead of two, a lot more possibilities. But then you throw
2: in the low version of that game and, yeah, and then you really got the possibilities. Window. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love it. Well, Clayton, yeah. I gotta,
3: I gotta ask you one last question. This is very important. Uh, number one, uh, under over, what did you bet on Baltimore this year? Because you do it every year, and uh, I'd like to know what you went with.
1: Hold on, are we talking Ravens or Orioles? Orioles. Clayton, oh a god.
3: he's a huge. Yeah, but you gotta remember, Sam. They always set that bar low, so.
0: Oh it, my uh,
3: god. What, what did you go
0: with, Clayton? um uh, well you give me a you give me a number and i'll tell you over or under how's that well act? you know what it, what was it this year
3: was it 36 37 it's always pretty low for both.
0: <laughs> oh you mean how many wins yeah 64 it was 64 you went under pick? right yeah i thought you guys were going to ask um how much i put on the orioles
3: <laughs> no you always bet the over or under so did you go over or under i always under. go over <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Fans,
3: let me baby. ask you something.
1: I'm a Clipper fan. Okay. So, you know, we're kind of having our heyday over the last 10 years, but man, I mean, just not good for a long time, but I just feel like baseball's biggest problem in some markets, just, it's so hard to compete and you have to, and you do competes every 20 years and they want to blame the, the sport. And it's dwindling fan base on the fact that it's slow. It's like, no, it's five or maybe eight teams at the most have a chance. And it just sucks. How hard is it to be an Orioles fan?
3: And Sam, why are you crying about this with a Dodger hat on? Holy shit. Why are you (laughs) got a Dodger hat on sticking up for the little guy? Well, because
1: (laughs) listen, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I love the Dodgers. Uh, most of our guys now we've gotten two big names. I'll give you that. But in the past, we like in the last like, I'd say eight years, we were we were mostly on our farm system. So that's what I liked about because we got Freeman from um, yeah,
3: just like the Yankees farm system. No, I mean, the Yankees just destroyed
1: baseball with Steinburner. Okay, but let me just say right. this. I, I, I think they need a uh, not just a, a cap, but also a minimum that a team has to spend so these guys just don't bank it. How many games into a season do you usually check out?
0: I never check out because I always have a bet on how many wins they're going to have. So I know before the season starts, especially the last few years, it always has been terrible. I know they're not going to win the World Series, but I'm still interested because I have money on whether or not they can win, you know, 62, 64, whatever the number is.
3: All right, man. Well, that's it. So you took the over 64 this year, which you're did still, you, I mean, they've won. Did the more.
1: Nationals destroy the,
0: the Orioles? Did it make the Nationals make it harder for the Orioles to compete? Definitely. Yeah. Um, if you guys remember in the 90s, the Orioles had the highest payroll in Major League Baseball. We were the only team within, I think, 300 miles. No. Philadelphia was, you know, but in the other league, but yeah, once the nationals came right down the street, I mean, for people who don't know the distance from Baltimore to Washington is about 40 miles. It's basically the same market. So yeah, they took at least half our fans, if not more. And so that, that has hurt the team and in a way that they haven't really been able to recover. They used to be the team that everybody complained about like they do about the Steinbrenner Yankees now. They would say, "Oh, yeah, the Orioles just buy all the best players from all the other teams, and and that's how they win." You know, you would never say that about the Orioles. Now we have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball, and there's a reason for that.
3: In a beautiful stadium, man, that is an yeah, awesome it's a great place stadium. to watch a game. It really is. Yeah. Well, well uh, I mean, that's the last question. Uh, you guys got any more questions? Uh, just no,
2: one. What would you would you advise to people that want to play professionally uh, in in this business you're in?
0: Yeah, so I think that being a professional poker player is Uh, a difficult life it's definitely not for everyone you you have to know yourself like are you a person that can go out work for 12 hours and come home with a lot less money than you started with (laughs) are you going to be able to sleep that night or are you the type of person that you that's going to destroy you and and you're going to lose sleep over it uh it's and are you ready
2: to be a vampire because that's what i was when i played i didn't see the sun for months
0: yeah, tough hours and it's a stressful lifestyle. Uh, I would never change it because it really has you know served me well. But yeah, I would I would certainly not want it to uh, recommend it to anybody who doesn't really have a passion for it. And also, if you're trying to enter the poker world now, it is it's hard because, like you said before, a lot of players know what they're doing. Like the average player is way better now than the average player was ten years ago. So to, to be a good player, you got to be well above that. Um, so, one place you can learn about poker for free is on my podcast, which is called Tournament Poker Edge. We're on every single platform. Wherever you're listening to this, I'm sure it's on there too. Spotify, Apple, whatever. Um, just look for Tournament Poker Edge, and you can listen to me talk about poker and pick up a few tips along the way. I, I hope some of your listeners will do that.
2: We will. And the next time you're in L.A., give me a call. We'll go to HP. We'll dodge some bullets, and we'll watch how we <laughs> freak out and get thrown out for having to pay a dollar a hand at blackjack.
3: Chris Sounds had, fair to me, Chris.
1: Has Final a- question. Final question. Who? What are poker player groupies called? In comedy, they're called chuckle fuckers. What are they called in in, in poker? Are they just called pokers? They're called I mean, yeah, the fucking rape. Should.
2: Is what they're
0: called. They're just girls.
3: <laughs> they're just girls. They're just, just girls. Man girls that you know end up in that hotel room you know hopefully not they're a lot lizards aren't they they're a lot lizards.
0: there's a lot of money in a poker room so wherever there's a lot of money there's going to be girls
1: who do you think's going to ruin the gene pool more professional poker players professional video game players or professional bowlers who's gonna about
2: guys that do podcasts with nail polish on Throw that in that category. Dude,
1: you haven't met my kids. They're going to save the fucking world from the killer robots in the future. So go fuck yourself, Neff. Okay. Don't you ever talk mean about Ghost and Ninja, bro. They're genetic super freaks. Okay.
3: All right. Let Clayton answer the question.
0: Oh, I thought we already said last question. Oh, okay. So this question (laughs)
3: was who's going to ruin the here, There's usually six after that.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of the players I met—you'll be shocked by this—a lot of the people I've met in the poker world are some of the nicest, most generous, most loving people in in the universe. They just happen to be really good at a game that requires an incredible amount of brain power and self control. Um, there's also some first-class assholes in the poker world, and a lot of them end up on television.
3: Phil Helmuth, nice guy or absolute
0: 100% dick cock? So my experience with phil helmuth has been incredible um i you know i've done some shows with norm mcdonald we did one in the bahamas and phil helmuth was in the audience nicest guy took us out to dinner uh we went out and played roulette late at night like i mean he was mostly like kissing up to the celebrity you know he doesn't care about me but i'm with norm so i'm cool in phil's book um and i do i do some work with this group called the charity series of poker so it's poker tournaments for a good cause. Oh, that's uh, cool. You know, whether it's leukemia or, you know, St. Jude's, whatever. And you know, I work with them a lot um, as kind of a, an ambassador, and I do some MC work for them. How about like that. guys with cats? Uh, that's another category, I think, altogether. Um, oh. But, yeah, the, like, Norm <laughs> is – I mean, uh, Phil Helmuth has been incredibly supportive of that organization. He nice. donates a lot of money. He's he not a bad guy.
3: Vi- he just plays the villain, man. And he so, plays it very
0: well. People so, think he's that guy on TV.
3: So Clayton, where can our readers find you? Give us your
0: social medias. I'm on everything at Clayton Comic. Everything. Clayton TikTok, Comic. everything. <laughs> Just Clayton Comic. look yeah. them up. <laughs>
3: send him questions. Ask him when to double down, when to hold. Um,
1: when to hold
3: them.
0: When to hold them. No one shall. One. We almost got to the. We almost got to the end of the podcast with no one singing the game. Back (laughs) to karaoke.
3: Back (laughs) to karaoke. I want to give Neff Nef a slap on the. I want to give him an attaboy because this first time ever it wasn't him. So, hey, all right.
2: <laughs> well,
1: Clayton, we'll
3: so man. Don't Thanks ever
2: talk so about much. slapping my ass again on this podcast.
1: Okay? <laughs> oh, ass to that. ass friction. Thanks for coming on, dude. Greatly yeah, appreciate it. Thank Clay. you so good much. Good luck man, on bro. your tournament, bro. Good luck on me, guys. Tournament. There's
0: 30 players left. I'm in first place right now. So, which <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep yeah. us posted. Hit that cash down, dude.
2: Let us know how you finished in this tournament and we will let our readers know because they'll be dying to know
0: i will Absolutely. i'll follow up okay, all right brother good luck see you guys later
1: another in-depth interview by cash daddies wow wow amazing
2: i'd love to see you at a poker table sam because with I, I, your ADD,
1: i don't uh, think you're gonna last long yeah and i can't do the math quick enough
2: dude i have been at poker tables where i've folded for like 18 hours straight because i've got a bad you know run of cards i just don't see you being able to do that
3: that's nope. a sign of a good poker player being able to fold and fold and be patient. Like me, I'm all in, I'm all in on the second or third hand. I don't give a shit. I actually had I actually was playing in Atlanta, Georgia at a charity game at a bar. Had a few too many cocktails, and my first pair of cards, I went all in, and I won. Second pair, I went all in, and this big girl next to me, about two twenty. She goes, if you go in all in one more time, she said, I'm going to knock you out in front of everybody right here. And she was dead serious, pissed off. You were that guy. No, I went all in on the third one. Yeah. She threw a drink on me. Dead <coughs> serious. Hey guys, before we get
1: into what our, do we p- call that Thursdays. <laughs> Holly, is that called Thursdays?
3: When Wednesday nights. Bad
1: chicks throw drinks on you. Before we get into our picks, yeah, I want to
2: drop it. some information that came out today that might affect your picks. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Uh, Elon got on the internet as he's wont to do, and uh, he said they will start selling Bitcoin again uh, once uh, there's confirmation of reasonable clean energy usage by miners with positive future trend. Tesla will resume selling. Bitcoin. They
1: want him to use. They he, Elon wants everybody to use his batteries to 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 mine Bitcoin. That's what this is all about. The guy yeah. is my a point
3: scam is, artist, man. My it, point no, is, he has no more validity. Everybody knows that he's a fake now.
2: My point is, what happens to Bitcoin as soon as that tweet goes out? It's up 8.5%. I think it's up t- 10% today. Because I'll
1: fight that guy, dude. I will fight Elon dude, Musk Dude, I, I don't charity. want it for
2: charity. No, that's the thing, dude. I don't want it for charity. He's I just want fight. It. Yes. There's no I'm charity in. fighting Elon. No, uh, so I want to make sure you guys are aware of that before we get into our picks. Cause that's a big deal. And then quick aside, uh, did you guys hear how much it costs to go into space with Jeff Bezos? How much? $28 million. Oh, that's oh nuts. yeah. For a family of four. Uh, I know. I think that's one guy he paid or, or that's what the bid is up to. I don't know if he won. Oh my but God. That's some super asshole shit. You're going to pay $28 million to get strapped into the biggest asshole on the planet. Yeah, I can go. I can go to
3: Venice. I can go to Venice Beach and and eat an ounce of shrooms and I'm in space. Why the fuck would I pay 28 million?
2: I like where you're going there. Absolutely. Uh, picks. What do we like? Who want to go first?
3: I got one pick, baby. And you know, I said last week how much I liked Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I haven't liked a stock like that in a long time, and we went in hard and we're up nicely. Guys, I like this. I'm going to give you one right now, and this thing is breaking out. I love it. It's trading at 151 right now. You want to make some money. You want to hold on to a stock for the next 10 years by IBM. Uh, They are absolutely crushing it right now. Uh, Full disclosure, they work with the Nazis. Go on. That's fine. That's fine because (laughs) you know what? They they also have a yield of 4.3%. That thing you're gonna get maximum growth, it's a growth stock. It's 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 one of the top tech stocks in the world and uh, a yield of 4.3 percent. I love it. I'm actually looking to buy calls on that next. Um, I think that thing's going to 175, dollars I love IBM. Um see.
4: Yeah. Uh, so this week, I mean, I'm kind of like in mana and matic again, just
1: because. Yeah, that's my boy.
4: They're in buy zones right now, and you saw where they were. You saw where they were a couple weeks ago, a month ago, or whatever. And honestly, I think matic. I mean, as as Michael Jordan said, the ceiling is the roof. I think that thing could go extremely high within the next five years. So I'm just going to buy that, hold it like crazy. Um, but I do have to talk about OCGN. And- oh, look at you. Nice and shiny. I have to talk about OCGN, who absolutely (laughs) blasted investors last week. They're hyping up. They said we're gonna we were applying for EUA, we're applying for FDA. We already submitted the applications, all that stuff. They never submitted it, and they said that they're no longer going to pursue that action.
3: Oh shit! So sold it at ten eighty last week, right here, baby.
4: So they that happened, and then pre market it dropped thirty percent and now i guess there somebody's looking into them that they uh you know participated in unlawful business practices because they That's led lovely. led investors astray
2: what did that thing drop
3: on friday like 30% it's down to 6 bucks
4: it's at 629
3: 629 i sold it at 1080 i think on <laughs> tuesday and then it just dropped ever since I yeah, just, So,
4: just uh, the ninth it it closed at 929 and then before market even opened, it was already at seven forty, the yeah. next day. That's crazy.
3: It's at six twenty, and I mean, truthfully, it looks like it's going down to four.
4: Oh yeah, they said they said it doesn't look good. Ah. They said it doesn't look good. Well, um, but I mean, if they're pursuing legal action against this, maybe I'll hold it just to, you know, see what comes out of it.
3: What you'll get a uh, you'll get a letter in the mail, and you'll write your name, and you'll be part of the class class action suit. In three three years from now, you'll get a check in the mail for about eleven bucks. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky, Ten
2: you cents. might you might get a interview spot. Winner on the- winner chicken dinner <laughs> on the American Greed episode. They do of these guys. Oh,
1: that'd be great, little E here on American Greed.
2: Looks I'm like th- we made it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Sam, what do you like?
1: Well, okay, great question, dude. Come on, man. Oh, uh, by the way, guess what I'm liking, brothers? What are you liking? Hex doing good. Oh. Doing it's going, well. It's going
4: crazy right now.
1: Yeah. Dude, I bought I bought Howie out, and if you put all my things together, I four-hexed. Well,
2: here's my question, Sam. Did you stake your hex?
1: I don't know. No.
3: Take it down, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Um, this is something we should talk about, because what you can do is you can take your hex, and you can go to Hex's website, and you can stake it for any time between now and the next 15 years. And when you do that, you're going to basically—it's like a security, a security deposit, like a safety deposit. What am I trying to say, Howie? Like a CD, and yeah. um, you're going to basically stake it, and uh, you're going to get a bigger return, assuming you know everything works out, and uh, you might That's want to consider that. Me.
3: Speaking oh, of that, you know Neff, Nef, what, what's our what's our shib worth?
2: um i think it's still worth 120 dollars i can pull it up right now it's not worth transferring to you guys with the gas fees but it is currently and by the way this goes out to bg david uh he donated this to us what? um oh yeah this was like a month That's, ago mm-hmm. david killed it with Shib, and he uh at the time he sent it over to me and uh so split it up with the guys it was worth 400 it's now worth 167 dollars but i'm holding it for you guys so. I also like
1: digabyte. I'm having problems on my computer right now, but digabite. Digabyte. I bought that on crypto.com. Okay. I'm liking Digabyte. And um. uh yeah, I can't find me. that's what I like right there. I um I'm excited about it. I think crypto's gonna have a nice little run coming up. Obviously everyone's Whoops. been talking about August being shady as shit, but I think we get nice from here June to August, see what we can make, figure it all out. Okay. All about that.
2: Um, So gigabyte and Hex? Uh,
1: Hex. I just, Hex is doing great. I do like all the classics that we've talked about Mm because I think we're having, I think we're going to see a little run right here. Now, I can't guarantee it because you don't know what Elon Musk is going to do next. Wakes up, farts wrong, and suddenly (laughs) we're all in the hole again, you know? (coughs) So I don't know where, but I feel like a nice little run going. But what I want to get into is something that Chris mentioned earlier, and that is property, man. I mean, again, I can't stress that enough. It is, there will come a time where there'll be two kinds of people, people own property, people who don't own property. And it's going to be almost, if you're in the don't own property side, it's going to be real hard to get into property. That's all being done purposefully. So if there's a way to figure out, to get in, even if you're, let's say, you know, it crashes again, man. If you got a hold of property and you can cover your note, it's gonna go up again. It's eventually just gonna go up again. It's Chris was right earlier. You know, what is the top? If I buy a crypto at a dollar and everyone's like, dude, you bought at the top. If it goes to $5, I didn't buy it at the top. So
2: there's like- one. I would like to play the contrarian here to a certain degree because I do respect Howie's opinion. And I do remember in 2008 when the market crashed and at a time I had a job uh, moving gym equipment for people. I was on Craigslist and that was my gig. And I can't tell you how many homes I went into where people had uh, me move something out of their home. And I said, why are you leaving? And they said, we lost it all. We cannot afford to make the mortgage anymore. Now, this is also because of you know the subprime lenders at that time that were requiring nothing down and they didn't have any right. equity in their home. And but I would talk to these people get and I would say- man.
1: But the man.
2: But, the, but here's the thing. I specifically remember having conversations with people that were like, I bought my house for five. It's worth three now. So oh, the yeah. market can turn on you. There's no question about that. No, but, and okay. depending
3: on where you so live. Depending on we where do you do live, something? Kim?
2: Lil, Lil E, can you do something?
1: Can you take Neff before the interview and then have Neff argue with Neff after the interview about buying property? And we can just have them going back and forth arguing with each other. Because literally within one episode, they've they've, they've contradicted each other in what one I'm episode. Saying is this.
2: I, I am going to stick with my thesis and that's one of my picks is related to this. I do say buy uh, a home because it serves two functions it's investment and he's again <laughs> it is an investment unbelievable no no, no. i'm just are you talking.
1: hey Neff, when are you going to announce you're running for office because you're perfect for it <laughs> here's the thing there's no bigger dr. Purchase. dr
3: jekyll dr jekyll bought his house mr hyde's selling it
2: there is no <laughs> bigger purchase you can make in life than a home okay and for most uh, people,
3: you wouldn't buy it though,
2: right I, for most no. people some people are going to be able to buy white tigers Dude, uh, you know, sentences islands. are now contradicting each other, yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> my yes, point yes, yes. Is- I know, no, no,
1: no, no, no Okay, no. that's what I'm weird. sticking with
2: my original thesis. I say, here's the point if you have a bunch of money that you made in the market or crypto, is it fun to go look at it and say, God, I'm up this much money? I would rather take that money out, put it into a home so I can enjoy my home that I live in. Respect, okay? bro. And You're my point taking is, I digital turning it physical. At some point you have to. I you mean, at to. our ages, we're in our mid forties. I mean, if you don't do it now, when are you gonna do it? I agree. You know? So I am saying buy property. I am saying take advantage of these th- uh, sub 3% rates, but don't do it without putting any money down into it. Don't get into a situation where you don't have any equity
3: right away in your home. You have to buy, there. you can't buy shit anymore without putting cash into it. But I'll bring up a quick point. You know, buying property not—you're not just throwing a dart at a dartboard. You got to find a decent area. I'll give a quick example. I know a guy that just sold his house in a specific town in upstate New York. I won't mention, but uh, Tell three years—he bought the—he he built the house in 1992, and three years ago the house was worth less than what he built it for. It hadn't appreciated at all in 30 years, uh, for different reasons. Um, but within the past three years, the house property started going up and he literally just sold it a few weeks ago. And finally it came, it was in the positive. So now he's, uh, he sold the house, he's living into an apartment and he's gonna wait and hopefully property will drop and he'll buy a house. So, you know, a lot of it is location. It's not just anywhere. You gotta find a decent place. You uh, do
2: indeed. But I think that if you're in it for the long haul, and you're not going in to flip, I certainly wouldn't try and flip in this market, but if you're in that place in your life where you're like, I want to ha- have a home, I, I I don't think there's a, you, it's worth trying to time the market. Buy the top, you don't know if it's the top, get in, find out. As long as you have sustainable income coming in, I think you're gonna be okay, um, that's my take. I, I I just look at these rates, man, they're ridiculous. And that brings me to my pick, if you don't mind. Um, I'm recommending United Wholesale Mortgage. Um, they IPO'd uh, last fall um, uh, for two reasons. I think that the uh, the CEO of this company is an absolute hustler, and uh, I'm also uh, buying it because of its memeability. It's creeping up in um, in the in the back pages of Wall Street. Did bets. you
3: just say you're buying a stock because it's it's meme? Capability? It's memeability
2: correct Easy. that is a word a, a term uh, that I've created uh, Holy shit. I don't think there's a problem when you come across a stock that you like the fundamentals on the company this company does make money it pays a 40 cent annual dividend and you have memeability I think that's the perfect storm in this environment that we're in right now so I am going to buy it most likely shares I'm looking at some calls in August when uh, their earnings come but I wouldn't be surprised if this thing takes off. For that And going back to the meme ability, I want to speak on something, and I know we're wrapping up here. But if you look at crypto like a doge, a doge has zero practical application. It is a meme token. Why can't stocks do the same? Because they already have. Look at GameStop. Look at AMC. Though of course those companies don't have any uh, justified valuations at these levels, but neither does fucking Doge. So I think it's possible that we have been missing out on the fundamental idea that if the market says it's worth something, we need to respect that to a certain degree because Doge does it, and we don't sit there and yell at them and say, Doge is is dog shit, it's not worth anything. The market's already said it is worth something. You
1: got a point. I think we do say it's dog shit, but we
3: enjoy the quick rise and quick cash. Sometimes you gotta just go to the carnival and tie one on, and that's oh, all there is. Uh, dude, there Cloud we go. House.
2: Here we there go. There we go. I knew sometimes you were. Like and, and, <laughs>
1: uh,
3: and what twist one out? Other uh,
2: mask. You ever banged the carny before, how
1: sometimes
3: you gotta go to the carnival, put a little put a little paper on your tongue and ride the Ferris wheel, baby. That's well, I love it, dude. <laughs> you
1: you are like t-shirts sold in Myrtle Beach, a fucking supply. You are just a hot press of those those shirts. <laughs>
3: You got to have the spray paint, just the spray paint that says, I'm fucking. Dude,
1: strong. sometimes there's a star, but beyond that <laughs> star, there's another star that's even farther than that star. Just remember yeah, that. What's, and what's um, beyond that? Star. Can we get that? Dude, you got to get a sound effect of the now you know sound where it goes bum the bum you every know. time the
2: more you know.
1: Yeah. Can we also time. get a,
2: a sound of the shooting star whenever Howie talks about the distance between stars. <laughs> hey, Evan, we need sound effects. It's a, a soundboard.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need a soundboard. One is the, m- the more you know. What's it called? Now you know? The more you the know, more you, know. The more you know more you know. Yeah. Every time
3: Howie drops one of those, we need a more you know. Every yeah, time so that's what the memes are like. It's like Friday night. We haven't done shit in a month. I don't know. Let's just drop a little and go to the local carnival. They're in town for a week. We'll see the fucking lady with three arms. We'll say the we'll see the 40-pound chick and her sister, the 900 pounds fucking uh half goat. <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's have fun man it's gonna be a blast let's eat a brownie and let's ride that fucking tilt-a-wheel so somebody just throws up right in her grandmother's face that's what it's wow. about man it's all about the tags and the details in tags and
1: then on top of that what they say comedy is about surprise and how he surprised you with with randomness and that's why he truly is a comedy genius
3: yeah uh, that's a hell of a word right there
2: by the way, if you want to talk about memeability, and this is an interesting no, thing to bring up. Nobody
1: wants to. By
3: the way, nobody, no, nobody ever said, Memeability. <laughs> "Let's talk me mobility." Okay, nobody. Like, did one of your, your, your casts just say, "Hey,
1: yeah"? Please, let's did talk you about hear a voice inside your head? It's like follow up on the me mobility talk. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap it up. It's just getting late. Where you go finish no, the me this, this uh, discussion you were this having with yourself. Go okay, on. Okay,
2: there's a lot of talk about the infiltration of Wall, uh, Wall Street on Wall Street bets and algos hunting for stock tickers on Wall Street bets. This has been going on for years. Well, guess what is fucking trending right now? Wendy's, okay? Now, Wendy's is trending, not because anybody's interested in the fucking stock. It's trending because the algos have caught how many times the word gets mentioned on Wall Street bets as a fucking joke, okay? Wendy's is what people, when, when the Wall Street bets crowd, they, they get their tendies, that's where they go. There's a running joke on on Wall Street Bets when somebody says something dumb that's not fucking aggressive and super fucking gamble-holic. And it says, sir, this is a Wendy's. And they'll post the Wendy's fucking application for employment. This is how fucked up this market is.
3: And that's why we didn't want to talk about memeability right there. I'm, I'm
2: just pointing it out. I think it's okay to embrace the memeability of some stocks in your portfolio right now. Because yeah,
3: they're all Doge coins. They're Doge coins.
2: That's my point. So it's yeah. okay for the Doge coin to be in your portfolio in a meme stock as long as it's not a crazy percentage. So there you go. Meme ability.
1: More
3: you know. Yep.
1: The more you know. Bum, 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 bum. Guys, this has been Cash Daddies. Uh, we hope you bang some, pa- some fatties this weekend. And, you know, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys take a moment to go to. Uh, Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a comment for us, five star review. Say, give us five stars. Say whatever you want. We don't care. Just give us those five stars. Do that. If you like the show, put it on your Facebook page. Put it on your Twitter. Put it on your Instagram. Let your friends know. Let's get this number going. And also tweet us with people you think would be great guests. We'd love to get we'd love to get great guests on. We had a great guest today. We'd love to get more. And uh, yeah. We appreciate you and we love you. And the future's bright and we keep growing. And with final thoughts, Evan, what is your final thought?
4: Shout out Tampa Bay.
1: Shout out Tampa Bay.